0: Ladies and gentlemen, you know what that sound means. It means it's episode two hundred and eight of the Personal Arrogance Podcast, brought to you by the Bald Move Network. I am one of your hosts. My name is Eric Walquist, and joining me this week, as he doesn't do every week, is the other host of the show. His
1: name is Levi, not the terrible treble Jetty.
0: Levi, the terrible baritone, the <laughs> teritone.
1: Teritone. I like that.
0: <laughs> Rocky Mountain correspondent Levi Jetty. We're so excited to have you on the show, and by we, I mean the royal we.
1: Man, I'm excited to be here as always. Good man.
0: How was your week?
1: It's been busy. I've uh, been renovating my house. I've been uh, getting ready for packs. Mm-hmm. I've been uh, work is always uh, always on an upward swing. So I've been mean, keeping busy. And yeah, so what? So
0: you're you live in Colorado for the listeners who don't know. And uh, what, also give me like the the thirty second nerd to know on why you're even here because we might have some new listeners who've never heard you before.
1: So I am originally from the same hometown as you and Jesse. Um, Um, I moved away to Rhode Island when I went to grad school and my wife moved out there with me. And so now she went to grad school. And so I had to move here because of her. But it's Colorado, so it's also spectacular.
0: And yeah, there's somewhere out there. There is a second grade Esquire Hills Elementary School picture with both you and I in it. So.
1: Somewhere it's probably I probably have that in my closet if I went and dug <laughs> around for it. Throwback Thursday. I'm pretty sure I don't know why people do that. Hashtag #TBT. I'm not going to go digging through my old photos. Dude, I did I already post the pack stash one? Yes, you oh, did. And did I- immediately all of my friends who don't know my secret <laughs> proclivities um were blown away.
0: Well, you make that picture worth a million dollars. That's I- I, want I thought that-
1: we were going, like, super serious, so I <laughs> took it to the next level.
0: <laughs> so basically what this is, and speaking of PAX, I think this is PAX 2009, uh, is when yeah, they were releasing so. Star Wars, or they, they were teasing Star Wars The Old Republic. So it was, like, two years away from The Old Republic being released. And they yeah,
1: had huge this... Huge hit. I'm Everybody's still playing it.
0: Yep. And uh, st- <laughs> there was the, uh, the Star Wars Cantina, and you went in there, and you could, like, put on a Jedi robe and grab a, a lightsaber... And so leave uh, and then they would take your picture in front of like a backdrop of tattooing. So Jesse and I get the robes and he gets the he gets the uh, I think he got the red lightsaber. And I got the, uh, the the blue one, and then they gave you like a Toys R Us gun.
1: <laughs> like I, well, so yeah, they only have two Jedi robes, but they were handing out Mandalorian armor shirts, like Boba mm-hmm. Fett's armor. Mm-hmm. And so they give me a blast. It wasn't Toys R Us. It was a good looking blaster. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had those those mustaches because right. we were 2009. We were how old? 20. 24. One. No way. We were in 24.
0: Yeah. I was born in 1985. That would make me 24 in
1: 2014. So that would have been five years. Oh, maybe we why, we were 24. Yeah, what the hell is wrong? We're with We're
0: fucking I? old, nit, dude. <laughs> oh my god.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, that's true. I was I wasn't 24 yet. I was 23. You were 24. Yeah. I
1: don't know what you were thinking. I always, yeah, I'm always. My birthday's typically falls on packs. So yeah, I usually age up, level up. <laughs> So anyway, ep-
0: it's, it's like the most beautiful picture. Like I really want somebody to paint it just so I can hang it up in my house.
1: That would be pretty good. Uh, I One yeah. of my grad school friends from Rhode Island, uh, who I haven't talked to in a while, immediately commented that if that, had, if that had arisen while we were still in school, it would have been in every elevator in the building. Um, and that absolutely would have happened. They found uh, – <laughs> You remember Victor? Did you ever meet him? Uh, I don't remember. Is Victor,
2: was he, he at off that wedding
0: weird place? photographer? Victor?
1: Um, oh, he t- I worked with him at the yeah. the copy shop.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, he's a Seattle. And
1: we went on did we did photos one day uh, for Jill. We did some modeling photos, and he took a yeah. couple of me there too. People Googled my name and <laughs> got a hold of one of those pictures where I look like a total bee bag, and they started photoshopping it like we blew a week of school. <laughs> With them just coming up with new versions of this, it was, I was so embarrassed. I felt like I was back in high school.
0: That's putting the student version of Photoshop back uh, to good use. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I, I have a vague remember. So we went to your apartment. We stayed at your place in Rhode Island when we went to PAX East for the first year. Correct. And we um, commuted from Providence to Boston every day. That
1: was a great time. Yeah, and great being the DD every night. Well, I took the train one day. It was great. I don't know why we didn't just take the train because it doesn't run that late. We were going oh, pretty damn late. That's true.
0: Um, so anyway, uh, I I have a vague recollection of going over to somebody's house in Providence, and there was like no furniture to be really spoken of, and there was like <laughs> a. There was like beanbag chairs, and then I remember like a TV on a fridge or something, and they were watching South Park. <laughs> and then I went in somebody's room and like did a uh, did my I was making like a video because I was applying for a
1: job or something. Yeah, you were doing your like a fantasy sports league in house office like as a as a, like an audition for your job. I remember you working on that. Oh so yeah, I was. I was living in two places at the time because Liz had just moved out there, but we weren't married yet. So I still had my old apartment. Right. And when my parents came, <laughs> we basically split the group. So my parents were at Liz's place. Yeah. And you and I stayed at my other place where I had roommate a roommate, Joe. Super cool guy. Totally weird. <laughs> I just so Yeah. He lives Spartan. Super <laughs> Spartan. That TV and that fridge were about it. Yeah. I, chairs. I,
0: I mean, it was weird because at the time it was like not that weird to me, but now it would be like the weirdest thing. Like, you know, and that's and that was just where we were at that at that point in our lives. It, it's not that weird to just have a, an apartment with nothing but Mountain Dew cans as furniture and, and hardwood, sleeping and, on floors, uneven sleeping hardwood on floors, so many floors, yeah,
2: exactly.
0: Yeah oh man uh well we'll get to more packs in a little while but uh first we gotta get some listener feedback before we do levi what are you drinking this week
1: i uh just got new belgium's tour de fall Mm. pale ale um this is their seasonal it is just out Uh, new belgium hometown heroes from fort collins just up the road from boulder there you go uh this is fantastic. This is a delicious beer. I highly recommend it. I don't know if it's available much outside of Colorado. I definitely never saw it, and I've always been kind of a big New Belgium fan. So, well, we get we get a on
0: it. yeah, we get all the other seasonals from them. I, I I think that they're expanding. They're like, I are you sure that this is a this is a uh, this isn't the first year they've done this
1: fall season? This this could be a first year. I don't know. I'm looking on the side of the bottle to see if it says. Um, but they, uh, yeah, they did just expand. Um, so another thing for the listeners, I'm an architect, not licensed, but an architect (laughs) and, (laughs) um, and my firm does a lot of the breweries around here. So So well, I might not know brewing inside and out like Jesse, um, I certainly know how to make a hell of a space for one. So,
0: yeah. And, uh, I, I've just kind of noticed it, especially this year, is that the fall seasonal is like kind of becoming uh, a, a new thing. It's not, it's not just throw pumpkin ale together anymore. I'm seeing a lot more diverse uh, fall seasonals emerge. So maybe something to keep your eye out for. Um, and sorry for ending a sentence and a preposition there. Uh, <laughs> I am drinking Eric and Bastard Ale, uh, the namesake of the podcast, and uh, I'm just so excited.
1: So Can you speak for a second about stone brewing? Sure. So some more local news. There's a brewery in Boulder called Kettle and Stone Brewing, mm-hmm. where they were until Stone Brewing threatened them with uh with a litigation over the fact that they have Stone in their name, and now they're called Vindication Brewing, and I think it's total bullshit. <laughs> and I would like to call it Moratorium on Drinking Arrogant Bastard.
0: Well, that's not gonna happen. Uh, I, I, Kettle and Stone Brewing Company is pretty close to Stone Brewing Company. I, I think Except
1: that, they're only in Boulder.
0: Well, but you don't know. You don't know where that's going to go. I don't know. I, I kind of see their site. Plus, I'm a homer, um, when it comes to Stone, even though they're nowhere near my home. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so that's what we're drinking this week. Uh, let's get to some listener feedback. We got a couple voicemails and a great email this week. Um, this uh, first one comes to us... Where does it come to us from? Uh, it comes to us from... Oh, Michael McBride. Michael McBride out in Virginia. Uh, here he is from the Commonwealth.
3: Hi, Michael McBride here. Um, I was just looking at the po- podcast and I'm fine with the fact that you couldn't play every single one of them. I figured you might not play all of them anyway, so it's all right. <laughs> um, I was recently thinking, I have a PS4. I know that you... Eric are probably getting an Xbox One, which I understand. But I have Xbox Gamertag, which is not active right now, but same with my PS4 thing, and I just want everybody in the Arrogant Army, all Blue family, to have my Gamertag or PlayStation ID, whatever you want to call it, in case you guys wanted to add me. It is dork of the ninjas. Willing to play with anybody, just shoot me a friend request, let me know who you are, I mean, if I'd never heard you, if you never said a voicemail or anything, cool. If, if you're just a, well, a listener and everything, cool. i love to get it if someone, if someone with frequent callers and even if you, especially Eric and Jesse, in case you guys ever get a PS4 or anything like that. Alright guys, stay Eric and get off my-
0: Get on my back, Michael. I- I do love the idea, and we did it a little while ago, of uh, just kind of spreading our gamer tags around. Now Jesse doesn't really have a gamer tag right now because his Xbox died a little while ago uh but my gamer tag if anybody wants to add me on xbox live is sword goats with a z one word <laughs> s-w-o-r-d-g-o-a-t-z uh levi do you have a gamer tag that you'd like to give out or is that too personal
1: no that's fine uh my gamer is jive jeans j-i-v-e-j-e-a-n-s um Back from the classical days when we all had jive in our names. Except for me, I never had a (laughs) jive. Yeah, you never jumped on the bandwagon, and that was upsetting. But uh, (laughs) um, I've been playing, what have you been playing lately? I've been playing Titanfall, so people, I could join up with people
0: for that. I have been playing nothing but Madden and Madden, the next Madden comes out like in a, in next week, I think. So I'll be playing nothing but Madden and from then on as well. So if anyone wants to play Madden, let me know. Uh, and then also I, I love the idea of a, of a little, um, gamertag exchange. So here's how, how it's going to go down, guys. Um, when this, uh, episode drops and we, and we promote it on Facebook, you can go to our Facebook page and in the comments section to the post about this episode, episode 208, put in your gamer tag and what system you play on and we'll have a nice little gamer tag exchange for personal arrogance listeners.
1: That'll be perfect for when I switch over to the PlayStation 4.
0: Exactly. So be a part of the magic. <laughs> uh, anyway. I <laughs> uh, Got a great uh, email here from a, a new... Uh, a new vocal or vocalizer his name's sean he says eric and jesse just wanted to inform you that you're both my new podcast bffs i've been a fan for over a year now and heard about you through jim and Aaron. i shouldn't like your cast but i'm binge listening to it (laughs)
3: like
0: i'm being chased by an evil whale back to nature people through a belgium waffle maps uh nice little uh what was that but he
1: doesn't clarify why he shouldn't like it
0: oh he does he says i'm not a gamer.'" Unless Excitebike and Zelda on NES count. I don't read comic books. That, by the way those those completely count
1: like that yeah, makes sure. you more of like a side bike that's a throwback yeah uh,
0: I don't read comic books I drink Keystone light and Miller light when I'm trying to be classy and I have no freaking <laughs> clue what a d20 is anyway you guys are stuck with me now you can't fight it I'm gonna continue to listen to and be confused and I will be throwing stars at you on iTunes as often as possible so like once I think stay arrogant and seriously get on my back we're besties I'll piggyback you guys around Rounded stuff, Sean from Orlando. Uh, what a beautiful email. And I don't, I, I don't. To- when I read those, I'm not trying to just toot our own horns, but it really does mean a lot to us. I think one of the things that we hear when people are like, I don't like any of the things you guys talk about and I still listen to the show. That's like, first of all, it's awesome because I feel like we're introducing you to maybe some things you will like. And second of all, uh, I just love that people like to put my mouth hole up to their ear hole and let me speak into it. <sighs> So gross. So gross. (laughs) So, Sean, and another – we're getting a lot of, like, uh, Heartland and Southern listeners. I mean, we got, like, Alabama. We got Texas. uh, We got – Real
1: appeal to real America.
0: Oklahoma. And now – and we've been taking over Florida from the beginning. I mean, we got Nod Hero down in Florida. I'm very excited about this. Anyway. Uh, so, Sean, welcome to the bald move family. If you got a gamer tag, put it in the comments section on the Facebook post for this episode. And then finally, speaking of the uh, speaking of a dulcet drawl,
1: Oh, uh, here
0: we go. Y'all know what that means. It's time for a little connect the dotsy. Here it is, guys.
2: Hey, dudes. Hope everything is going splendidly. Um, so, I don't know if you guys heard. I'm sure you did, Eric, for sure. Uh, First of all, Eric, I don't remember, did you see Edge of Tomorrow? I loved that movie I was very surprised by how much I liked it I wasn't super excited about it But I thought it looked interesting And I thought it was a blast Really liked it I can't remember if you talked about it on the show Sometimes movies you talk about I can't remember if you talked about it Or if from one of my other friends <laughs> talked about it So I get confused in my head sometimes So did you see it? Did you like it? Because I thought it was balls kicking good I think there have been a lot of great, really entertaining popcorn movies this summer And that was one of them um, But anyway, did you all hear that it's actually not Edge of Tomorrow now? <laughs> it is now called Live, Die, Repeat Which was the tagline of the movie Changed because sales weren't, didn't do, live up to what they expected I personally think this is the dumbest thing I've heard in a while, not only because Edge of Tomorrow, eh, it's not a great title, but Live, Die, Repeat is a dumb title as well, in my opinion. I'd say they go back, if they were going to change it, go to the original title, All You Need Is Kill, but anyway, it's just weird. I've never heard of a movie doing that this many months after its theatrical release. Um, I don't know if you have, if you have... I'd like to hear about it, and if you haven't, um, I want you to take a movie title that you think is dumb, that you don't like, that doesn't represent the movie (laughs) that you know and love, and change it for me. Because apparently, the creators of this movie thought that would be a good idea, so let's retcon a different title (laughs) of a different movie. Just give me one each, if you can think of one. (laughs) I thought it was fun, and I just found that... Kind of bizarre. Anyway, I hope you guys are doing well. Having a wonderful end of your summer. It's getting close to fall. That means fall beers. Fuck yeah. Sorry, Eric. (laughs) But I say it. I love them. Love fall beers. Go fall beers. (laughs) See you guys.
0: See ya, Roger. Get up my back. I love you, buddy. Um, I'm so
1: glad I got to be here for Connect the Dotsy.
0: I know, man. You're lucky. So,
1: did you see Edge of Tomorrow? Oh, hell yeah, I did. Yeah,
0: I saw it too. I loved it. I, I think I talked about it um, briefly, but it's it's a
1: good movie, dude. It's fantastic. I highly recommend the book as well. I yeah. read that uh, right before the movie came out. It's a really quick read, um, and it's just got a little bit more kind of meat around the bones. Yeah. Um, it's called All You Need Is Kill. Highly recommend it. It's a Japanese novel, right? Correct. And it's actually, the setting's a little bit different. So, the movie Edge of Tomorrow is set, the battlefront is France, yeah. right? Yeah, it's basically um,
0: recreating the Battle of Normandy.
1: In the book, uh, he is actually, the main character um, Cage it's actually, Cage is in the, the Japanese form of the name. He's in the Japanese military. Um, they are over in Japan on one of the islands, if I remember correctly. And the chick, um, the Full Metal Bitch, is... Actually, American Special Forces sent out to join the join the fight, and they yeah. actually explain what the hell's up with the aliens too in the book, which is nice. And
0: then in this movie, there it's an American is the main character, and it's Brit and the and the the, uh, the uh, Emily Blunt's <laughs> character is British,
1: naturally. Naturally,
0: um, <laughs> so yeah, no, it's a great, great movie. It's awesome. Um, and yeah, I I do think it's funny that they're renaming it. I I feel like this has happened once before, but I'm not really. I can't put my finger on it,
1: but it's I mean, not the name though. It's Tom Cruise, right? Because I mean, Oblivion uh, was a fantastic movie. I thought same thing, mm-hmm. kind of just a weird, kind of a new sci fi concept, yeah. Um, and it's it's Tom Cruise, and people immediately go, "That guy is weird," and they avoid the movie. And I don't think changing the name is gonna fix that.
0: Well, that's the thing about Tom Cruise is, yeah, he's a weirdo, but his movies are pretty good. Like, I am not, I Tom Cruise movies are like are sick. Like, you, like, Edge of Tomorrow's good. Oblivion, I didn't love it, but I definitely liked it. Um, like, I mean, come on. He was, he was he was in Stanley Kubrick's last movie, for Christ's sakes.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I think that you're right. I think people are turned off by Tom Cruise. And I feel like studios still haven't given up on him because he, they still think he can pull in the big bucks. But it's, it's a little sad because um even though it was based on a property that uh, a pre-existing property edge of tomorrow was a kind of fresh thing in to in 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 hollywood in an era where we're getting a bunch of comic book movies and sequels um and so it's disappointing that a movie like that which obviously had a big budget it's very well done uh didn't quite get the traction that it that it needed to uh be commercially viable in the eyes of the studios cuz i
1: would love to see more movies like that I know and it's really nice to see kind of these new takes on the on sci-fi. Like yep. are we going to talk about Snowpiercer? Is that on your list of to talk about? Oh, it's not, but that movie is so good. Well, that's per let's just touch on that cuz I don't want to spoil like that's spoil uh Guardians of the Galaxy. That's not really going to like right. change how that movie but you know, I don't want to spoil Snowpiercer. I just want to reiterate how good, yes. how fresh of a movie that is. Yep. Um, everybody needs to go. You can go rent it now, yeah. right? It's where did you get it from? I
0: got it on Amazon.
1: Um, yeah, that's where. Yeah, Actually, I saw it in theaters because I I saw it pop up the trailer. And I know the director. Um, something else I can recommend is The Host. Mm-hmm. Um, the director's Korean. The Host is a, a Korean film. Um, it's a really nice monster movie. Uh, Jordy and I saw it at the Neptune back when the Neptune used to show movies, um, in Seattle. And it was fantastic. And it was, it's one of those ones where it's like these guys doing the weird stuff off to the side. That's fantastic. That's the stuff that I wish got a little more traction, but people, I mean, at this point, they're just going to see whatever has the best commercials, which sucks.
0: Yeah. And Snowpiercer, dude is easily my favorite movie of the summer.
1: Easily. Holy shit. Easily. The, it's Bioshock, the movie that's <laughs> the best recommendation I heard. And Chris Evans showed that he can actually, he can act. He, he's not just Captain America. Yeah. And I, I mean,
0: the, the movie itself, I mean, it's an homage to like guys like Terry Gilliam and uh, Jean-Pierre Jeunet, yes. And like, uh, it's got a Robert Kirkman vibe to it. And the fact that uh, no one is safe and uh it's got uh a little bit of kurt vonnegut to me like i feel like ooh, it's, yeah
1: that's a good
0: i feel like it was like goal. ice nine <laughs> it's like basically <laughs> the premise of the movie yeah um, that's the yeah so i i i really loved Snowpiercer. I, I, Do you want to get just a of...
1: little bit of a setup i mean just that, oh yeah it's basically, basically
0: entry yeah i mean it's basically the world is frozen and uh such and it's it's man-made this is all this is all revealed in the first two minutes of the film um so yeah man-made uh it was basically they're trying to make an antidote to global warming sprayed it in the air and then it froze the earth and the all of humanity the only the only pieces of humanity left are on this train that's speeding around the world um and it's awesome and it's about the dystopian society
1: yeah class divide front of the train to back of the train and Everybody, I mean, it's fantastic and weird. It's super weird. I loved it.
0: Um, So, oh yeah, to answer his question, I think Oblivion had a bad name. Yeah. I think that's the one. basically Tom Cruise movies.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, also Mission Impossible 4 was really good. I thought you were going to say Ghost Protocol needed a different name.
0: Yeah, Ghost Protocol also, I mean, Oblivion (laughs) is the name of a video game (laughs) from the Elder Scrolls. That's true. And Ghost Protocol sounds like a Tom Clancy Splinter Cell game. (laughs) So maybe just stop naming your movies after, like, video game titles, Tom. Come up with something a little more original. Uh, Because he names all the movies. All right, let's move on to our first topic this week. Our first topic is going to be science.
1: If today we're able to create... Two-headed dog with six legs. Is it possible that a similar creature existed thousands of years ago? And I say yes.
3: Hey, Scott,
0: dude, such an exciting headline. I had to. I this is like I, I'm not a big click, a bait click guy, but I was I was baited by this click. <laughs> it was it clicked me, and okay. I, I hope that you will too. And it's from Vice. Okay, so that's good uh right. vice is quickly becoming a journalistic um mecca on the internet it's like one of the last bastions <laughs> of actual journalism
1: are you sure because i just pulled okay so i just pulled advice i was gonna see if i could guess yeah the top thing is animal fuckers trailer oh is <laughs> it's a, a m- guy riding a pig so so what's your t- which one of these headlines caught your eye I'm just saying. Have you seen their coverage of like war zones and like? I have not. I have never. Oh, you've never. Followed Vice.
0: Dude, dude, Vice is a. It's actually a really good place to get really interesting stories and a lot of like
1: real like stuff. Like I got plastered at the cheese rave.
0: I would say the first thing that you should check out. I think it's on YouTube. Is the Vice goes to North Korea? There are two episodes where they go to North Korea, and you get a real. It's like the most real thing I've ever seen of like North Korea. Short of uh, Dennis Rodman's Vine.
1: Maybe I'm on the wrong Vice page, because I'm an investigation <laughs> into the dick size of the American male. Uh-huh.
0: Are you on Vice.com?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Stuff you want to know about. <laughs> so anyway, I, s- I saw this popped up. Okay. Um This is on Vice Motherboard, which is their tech site. And it's Canada's hitchhiking robot completed its trip without getting murdered. <laughs> what? So Canadians built a hitchhiking robot. And it gives me so much joy. It gives me so much joy. It's named Hitchbot. Uh, So on July 27th, a brave robot named Hitchbots (laughs) bid goodbye to its creators on the shoulder of a highway in Halifax, Nova Scotia. With limbs made of pool noodles, a beer cooler body, and legs clad in Wellington rain boots, this adorable hodgepodge of a robot... Was ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime, uh, a six thousand mile or six thousand kilometer road trip across Canada. It's like the greatest thing in the world.
1: Holy crap! Okay, so where did he start? Where was he going? He went from
0: Halifax, Nova Scotia, to Vancouver, British Columbia. I I assume. I don't. Where did Where did he end up? Basically, all he is is he's basically a little beer can. He's not. (laughs) He's not a beer can. He's like a beer keg. Uh, no, he, he, yeah, he, he, he finished in at the open space artist center in Victoria, British Columbia, capital of British Columbia. Um, So yeah, he's basically like a beer keg and he's got a kickstand so he could sit on the side of the road. And then he's got <laughs> like a digital reader board face with a smiley face
1: and he talks. It's he sounds grits. like a little bit like R2D2-ish. He is. He's like R2D2. Do you think, but do you think that helped a little bit?
0: Absolutely. Okay, so I gotta play this video because you gotta hear Hitchbox. Okay. And you're gonna fall in love. Here he is.
3: Hello, I am Hitchbot, a robot from Fourth Credit, Ontario. This summer I will be traveling across Canada from coast to coast. I am hoping to make new friends, have interesting conversations, and see new places along the way. As you may have guessed, robots cannot get driver's licenses yet, so I'll be hitchhiking my entire way.
0: There's somebody going, is pulling over the side of the road to check my out My name Hitchbot. is
3: Hitchbot. <laughs> you will have to pick me up
1: couldn't they have come up with something better than Hitchbot
3: thank you
0: <laughs> I'm sorry it gives me so much joy I don't know what it is about this thing it makes me so happy alright so he's in the car now he's buckled up I'm, I'm, showing, I'm playing a video here he just winked at would the would you driver. like to
3: have a conversation <laughs> no I don't I can converse about many things Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Just remember I am a product of human imagination.
0: (laughs) 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 So, basically, Armageddon is happening right now.
1: Oh, my goodness. I love it. I am a human creation. As if that's supposed to put you at ease? I am
0: a creation of human... I am a product of human imagination. I I love that because that's the first... That's the last... Thing that you will hear before you are murdered by a robot.
1: I was (laughs) just—that was my next response. Was surprising that he didn't get killed. It's surprising he didn't murder somebody.
0: (laughs) I am the product of human imagination. Prepare (laughs) to die.
1: (laughs) 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 Hitchbot, no. This this is a shark. The Sharknado guy is just. (laughs) This is absolutely the next movie he should do. This is such
0: a perfect idea for the next Canadian horror film. Hitchbot.
1: I feel like the beer can design really helps him get across Canada. Yes. (laughs) Beer Canada. No, actually, his body is just a five-gallon bucket. Yeah, I'm looking at it. He looks like he was made from Home Depot parts. I think so. I
0: mean, he could both uh, do the Ice Bucket Challenge and be the Ice Bucket Challenge
1: (laughs) the same time. (laughs) Uh... He's got, like, pool noodles for arms and legs. People should... Well, this brings
0: me so much joy. I that's the crazy thing about Hitchbot is that I would have driven him the whole way. I get I get so much joy out of Hitchbot and I don't know why. But Hitchbot is love, Hitchbot is life. As far as I'm concerned. <laughs> oh man. Oh, that's yeah. fantastic. So Hitchbot is obviously I don't I don't even know if we need to rank anything else, but I think he's the most Canadian invention of all time. Huh? <laughs> The most. <laughs> he attended a powwow. <laughs> uh, his adventures are just great. Um, what else did he do? A whirlwind of impromptu encounters that would be delightful for any traveler, but is particularly impressive for a bundle of pool noodles with a penchant for quoting Wikipedia articles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> did he fun. have some sort of chat program that he was like pulling oh. that stuff from?
0: I I guess, I think he was pulling stuff from Wikipedia. Which is great. I mean, I read a very interesting article today on Eric the 13th, uh King of Sweden, Norway and Denmark. Super interesting article, but it would be more interesting if read to me by
1: It would Hitchbot. really help you pass the time too.
0: Exactly. Hitchbot.
1: Hitchbot should just uh just uh
0: like recite uh podcasts. Auto podcaster.
1: That would be good. Poetry. If he wrote poetry, that would be... If he wrote poetry
0: about the things around him. Oh, even better. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what it is. At the end, he's pulling a howl.
0: (laughs) I really think that if I were to (laughs) cosplay as anything, it would be Hitchbox.
1: Oh, my goodness. Hitchbot brings me a lot of joy. I don't get it, but I love it. I feel it. like that's an easy cosplay, too. Yeah. You just need, like, a 10-gallon bucket. Mm-hmm. Pool
0: noodles yeah, basically you can, like, a, you
1: can just cut them open. Get a trash can. And then,
0: uh, yeah, yeah, some pool of noodles. And then some boots. A little solar panel. Yeah, he is wearing cowboy boots. So he's a, he's a little stylish.
1: I thought they were, like, those... The girl, uh... Like, splash-in-the-water boots. Hold like, on. now galoshes? I gotta go back and look at him. Yeah. I think
0: so, man. I think he's wearing... I uh... can't believe you went
1: 4,000 miles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, those, those are definitely galoshes. Okay. Well, you know. <laughs> or very colorful cowboy boots.
0: I just love it. And I feel like Hitchbot is like the next Oculus Rift. I mean, we're all gonna get Hitchbot dev kits <laughs> and have a blast. I, I just love Hitchbot. So... Anybody out there, if you've got, you know, an extra $25, please send me a HitchBot. Because that's about (laughs) as much as it costs to make one, I'm sure.
1: (laughs) And it'll hitchhike across. Better yet, drive HitchBot this way. How did he not get kidnapped? This is amazing. Well, I'm sure he
0: has a GPS tracking device on him.
1: That wouldn't, I don't think that would stop some people from like, I mean, you remember what we did with that creepy doll when we strapped it to the front of my car?
0: That's true. But that creepy doll. What didn't.
1: would we do? What would we do to Hitchbot? Just
0: <laughs> well, Hitchbot. It's tough to uh, strap a robot to the front of your car when it's reciting really interesting Wikipedia articles. Hitchbot proves that knowledge is power. Um, when when your body is nothing but a bucket and noodles, your brain is the real weapon. I love it. He's, it's he's, the
1: coming. It's the coming apocalypse.
0: He's he's You're noodling. Right. Yeah, th- when's Hitchbot's uh, American tour. I would totally pick him up. And, I'm going <laughs> to Victoria on September 13th. I could pick him up, and then we there can go. go America Start tour. Start him on his
1: American adventure.
0: <sighs> Hitchbot, I love you.
1: If I where were do you s- go from? Where do you go from in the states? I feel like you go from LA to New York, but like what's the Seattle to Florida, Orlando? Yeah,
0: <laughs> we'll take him,
1: and Sean can pick him up in Orlando. There you go, Hitchbot and a D twenty for Sean.
0: Hitchbot, I'm I'm telling you, man, if I were to start a religion, or some people would call it a cult, Hitchbot <laughs> would be the would be the figure, and everyone would have a Hitchbot in their house. <laughs> and then at Christmas, you would, or whatever the holiday would be, you would exchange Hitchbots for the year. <laughs> so every year you get a new
1: Hitchbot. He rides with saints and sinners alike. <laughs> Spot is my co-pilot. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bumper sticker. That needs to happen immediately. <laughs> oh
0: man. So anyway, that's Hitchpot, guys. Uh Levi, what's your topic this week?
1: Oh man, I'm trying to Oh, uh my topic this <laughs> I'm week. I'm sorry, Hitchpot about...
0: Sorry, hitchpot you know, gets he he'll he'll fill your mind with happy thoughts and make you forget everything else. <laughs> and anyway. just random weird wikipedia
1: stuff exactly so go for it all right my po- my topic this week is about
0: podcasting uh we don't have a song for that oh
3: podcasting
1: um, yeah yeah so big news in the podcasting world this week uh adam corolla <laughs> settles with patent trolls Mm-hmm.
0: namesake of the toyota corolla
1: So, uh, did you and Jesse get a cease and desist from personal audio?
0: Yeah, but that was just because we got, we were within our, um, restraining order, uh, (laughs) distance. No, Uh, we did not. We did not get a, uh, they're not going out for personal arrogance.
1: So nerd to know, um, personal audio is a patent troll that has a patent on episodic content released, uh, (laughs) Like annually <laughs> over the internet, um, which is a lot of things, but they've chosen to use it against um, a lot of podcasters, which is so. ridiculous
0: because it's not even episodic content release over the internet. They have episodic audio content.
1: That's, oh, that's because
0: what personal audio. Uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 This American Life has a great episode about this. Um, but yeah, they basically they created ma- a service where you they would record magazine articles onto cassette tapes and then send them to people, and they think that because they did that, then they own the patent to podcasting.
1: Naturally, oh god, it only makes sense. It's the I worst hate the trolls. So they sued Corolla. Um, they sent a bunch of letters to threatening a bunch of podcasts, but they chose to to take him to court. Um, which of all the people to choose, he seems like a terrible choice because he's just so noisy um, and kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah. Uh, so he chose to fight him. I mean, most people, a lot of times with patent trolls, I think Apple settled with, I don't know if it was personal audio or a different patent troll yeah. over similar yeah, litigation.
0: They did. Yeah, they, they settled with them over playlists. Oh, that's right, playlists. Somebody owns a patent to playlists. God, you know I hate. I own the patent to putting songs in order on the back of a uh, record album <laughs> because money,
1: please. I had
0: that idea because nobody before me just thought, oh, you know, what if we put these songs in this order? And well, then nobody I before thought you that.
1: patented the idea. They might have had the idea, but they didn't have the gravitas, exactly, to patent to go down to the patent office and say. I want this vague thing <laughs> patented.
0: Because people know that, like, you know, before playlists, before personal audio had this patent, people would just listen to one song and then stop listening to
1: music. Yeah. Put I never in. listened to two songs back-to-back until... Never. Truth What was it? 97? They, 97. Uh, yeah. The classic they, uh, 97. That was when they, they invented it. The, the, they invented playlists in 97. Yeah.
0: The musical revolution of, of playlists. So... <laughs> I mean, more power to him. I think we can both agree we're on personal audio side here. Um, They're innovators, innovators. So,
1: (laughs) so they took Carl to court, um, and he turned to his fans, which is a really smart idea. He's very, very big on his fans on this concept of the pirate ship um, that he's running. You know, he's everything. You know, you don't have to pay for any of his stuff. Um, You can donate a lot of. He was. I think one of the first ones to really like really lean on using Amazon through his thing um, yeah. to going through his website to raise a bunch of money. And he's done really well with it all. So he reached out to his fans and said, you know, this is going to be more than a million dollars. Please go to, you know, they did a fund anything campaign and they basically said, you know, this is going to affect all podcasts. If we lose everybody's screwed. So donate, help us cover the legal costs and we will fight these assholes. Um, yeah. and then they settled. Yeah.
0: So have you really liked that the terms of the settlement,
1: the terms of the settlement are actually sealed until right. September 30th, which is a total, total bummer. Um, the reason I wanted to bring it up is because a lot of people are kind of conjecturing now you know a lot of people are pissed they gave to this um uh-huh. the settlement uh i think the only thing that's really known is that basically corolla didn't pay them so it wasn't a settlement where he paid them to go away right um personal audio started backing up a couple weeks ago they actually were like basically putting out news things saying like we want to drop the case but you know corolla won't won't back <laughs> out um and Corolla was like, "They can drop the suit anytime they want." Yeah, um, and personal audio—that's I mean ridiculous.
0: The- we want to drop
1: the case, but Corolla won't let us. Uh, <laughs> no, the, you can drop the case. That's that's yeah. your prerogative, sirs. So it's um, and it was interesting because the the. Consensus was that their strategy was shifting, that they were basically going to drop it and then they'd just come back later and hit him, you know, after. Cause he's raised, I think, about 500 grand, maybe something just over right. that. Yeah. Um, but his, I believe his legal fees are already close to, you know, what am I thinking? Seven figures. Um, he's almost a million bucks in legal fees from, as far as I understand it. Yeah. Um, so he's paying out of pocket now, you know, he's not raising money fast enough, right? which is, you know, un- I'm on, un- I understand his, his effect of fighting this to the bitter end would cost him more than he would, would raise. Um, yeah, but at the same time, you know, I kicked in 20 bucks under the understanding that he was going to cram this lawsuit <laughs> down their throat and I'm a little bummed that, you know, it, And maybe that'll change on September 30th when we see the, you know, maybe they just stop going after podcasts. Maybe that's part of the settlement. Um, It's a potential. That well, they go I mean, after someone with deeper pockets, but
0: well, but they don't. There's nobody with deeper pockets. I mean, that's the whole thing about this is that uh, from what I was reading, part of the reason why it was settled was because they realized that pers- that uh, that podcasts are not that lucrative. And going after Adam Carolla, which is the number one podcast on the internet, and seeing what he makes off of it, I think they realized it is not lucrative to go after even guys like Mark Maron or. Uh, the Nerdist or This American Life, because frankly, there's just not that much money involved. Uh, I, I think that they, that, you know, if they were smart about it, they would go more toward, um, you know, people like Apple, who are big corporations. But the problem with that is that Apple owns plenty of patents. Also, <laughs> I think that there's there's probably a patent that they could use to, to turn around on these guys. I also heard that. Um, that you know they're not completely out of litigation. That that personal auto, audio is still being sued, or not sued, but there's a legal review of their patent, which is really the uh, I think the core of this and of resolving this is them being patent trolls. And yeah, saying, and I think
1: that's isn't that the Electronic Frontier Foundation? Yeah, the
0: EFF. Is- yeah, so they're actually disputing the patent itself, which I think is the way to go. And I mean that's a, that's a fact of the matter. Of is that if personal audio wants to uh put a surcharge on podcasting. Most of the people who podcast, you know, except for Jim and Aaron, <laughs> do it as a hobby. Yeah. If all of a sudden I have to pay a royalty to personal audio for every podcast that I put out on iTunes, fuck that, I'm done. Fuck you. It's a hobby. Yeah. Like you, if they want to single handedly kill a medium, then that's their prerogative. They're not going to get any money out of it. They're just going to destroy the medium. It's a bad, it's a bad plan.
1: Well, and that's the weird thing about like the all of the patent trolling. It the goal is not to destroy the industry. It's they just want their they want a cut of something that they had to do nothing about exactly, which is just absurd. And like the trying to dra- you know, they drug the the trial to Texas, and I think yeah. that was the first five hundred grand that Corolla raised and spent was trying to get the trial out of this one county in Texas,
0: right? That that does these patent troll trials like almost exclusively if you listen to the, to the this american life episode about it there's like one town that tries most of the patent trolls uh and it's in like west texas or no, it's I mean, in east
1: texas east beaumont yeah um and on a personal note i hate east texas
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey man there's plenty of fun stuff in east texas nope not east
1: texas nope. rob Zipp and the rob zippin friends
0: podcast in houston
1: is that East? Oh, yeah, baby. That's on I'm the I'm talking East, like Texarkana, like where oh. the name. So I want, that's a good question. Can we get Rob Zip to call in mm-hmm. and just break down Texas for us? Does he <laughs> hate East Texas? Because I spent a summer there. I was going to have, like, you know, my horizons expanded, see what Texas was really like. It was racist assholes who fired their guns out of the windows of their cars for kicks. Uh-huh. Um and we just drank shitty beer instead of doing any work. Levi, um, do
0: you remember at the beginning of this show when I said we're getting a lot of people in the heartland of America? <laughs> Thanks for the alienation, brother.
3: We, we, well, we get you on for uh, one
0: episode, and you patent troll is right out of business.
1: Uh, oh man! Just I don't. It's not often I get to get up on a soapbox and just <laughs> speak my mind about because I still that was two months of my life lost to East Texas. <laughs> But Austin's fantastic. I'd love to go to San Antonio. Um, Dallas was okay.
0: Texarkana, baby. Um, Texarkana blows. Texarkana is is one of the coolest. Uh, I like the name of Texarkana.
1: Well, you know, you know, it's because it's basically where Texas, Louisiana, and Arkansas all collide. Yeah, I got that into a it's it's huge the, it's the shit tr- store.
0: <laughs> it's the turducken of states.
1: <laughs> um. <laughs>
0: uh yeah i I mean uh, it'll be interesting to see but i really think the personal audio's claims are gonna get squashed and like i said they're just gonna kill the medium if they if they go uh if they get their way it's like and uh, apparently they have a bunch of uh, claims on like uh tv station tv networks for streaming video it's like you didn't come up with this technology the fact – it's just crazy to me the way that patent trolls work is that they don't even come up with the technology. They, they say that they have a, a claim on an idea even if they did nothing with that idea. It's like you should, you should have to do something with your idea for it to be your idea.
1: Well, um, their ideas are not not even clever. They're just no. natural progressions of industries. Like, yeah. As technology comes available, it's like, oh, you know what we can do? We can put the radio on the friggin' internet. And somebody went, nope, had that idea. <laughs> had that idea. Had that, had that idea. Did that. Did that I said, one. Mm,
0: internet, radio, mm-hmm. my idea. My idea. I mean, that's you used to plug your computer into your television. <laughs> okay? Uh, you're telling me that nobody was like, maybe one day we can use these computers to watch television. That never occurred to anyone.
1: So What's funny, funny is I'm it. trying to pull up their website. I was going to get their email until everybody Oh, email, don't worry.
0: No, we're not going to flame them. They, I'm sure they're getting plenty <laughs> of... Uh, Well, the
1: the response I'm getting from the website, personalaudio.net, is bandwidth limit exceeded. The service is temporarily unavailable. (laughs) They've reached their bandwidth limit.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Somebody read it. Somebody somebody
1: else had that idea first. Oh, I owe somebody a royalty.
0: I love it, man. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I think this whole thing's going to die down. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the patent office. But, I mean, this isn't the only instance of patent trolls being patent trolls.
1: Yeah, um, a lot of different
0: yeah. And, shit. It's it's the patents were originally you know designed in this very old system. Patents uh, were designed to protect people's ideas so that they could get so that if you came up with an idea, you could get a head start on on producing that idea. But now they've turned into a weapon as opposed to a uh, a protector. Uh, yeah, much like a, maybe a militarized police force. We're not getting political, guys. Wow,
1: this is an emotional We're roller coaster. Not of an getting episode. political, guys. Anyway, hopefully, your next topic is another uplifting. What yeah. What else have the Canadians been doing?
0: <laughs> In more Canadian news, trivia. All right, it's time for some <laughs> trivia, baby. Uh, I'm going to be rolling a twenty sided die to see which category, or uh, not a twenty, a, a six sided die to see which category we do this week. It's five <laughs> it's science and nature. Getting back to the to hitchbot uh, <laughs> Levi, if this question's for you, who invented the cotton gin
1: uh Eli Whitney
0: I'm gonna go Elon Musk <laughs> uh, it was Eli Whitney, but Elon Musk owns the patent so. <laughs> all right, I am
1: really surprised that I knew that answer I
0: that's a good man. I knew it started with like Ela, but then Musk filled my brain.
1: I feel like you learned it three times. Yeah. going through the public school system. So glad yeah. to see it stuck.
0: It's a big deal in public schools. The cotton gin. Um, some questions for me. What's the largest cat in the Americas? Ooh, What's the largest cat in the Americas. I'm gonna go with the. I'm just gonna go with a panther, man. I think I'll go.
2: The the jaguar.
0: It is the Jaguar. Yeah, two for two. Or as they say in, in Britain, the Jaguar.
1: Fun fact for Jaguars, mm-hmm. um, if you think one's stalking you, whack your machete against a tree. It sounds like gunfire, and most Jaguars that are that will eat people know <laughs> better than the F of guns.
0: And apparently always carry a machete in Jaguar country. <laughs>
1: Highly recommend. If you're in Jaguar country, you're in jungle, and you should really be carrying a machete.
0: (laughs) Oh, this is interesting, Jesse. Or Levi. (laughs) Uh, Next question. What is another term for a black leopard? So, it's panther. It is a panther. God damn it. Just covering all of those uh, (laughs) southeastern uh, football teams in this one. Uh, This question is for me, but it doesn't matter. How many sides does a heptagon have? Hept. Hept is seven, seven sides.
2: I will go with
0: C sides. Oh, it's C sides. It's seven. Well, Levi, nice job. Good job on on Eli Whitney. Uh, I'm a little bummed about the panther. But apparently (laughs) a panther is a jaguar. So What? I mean, oh, I guess they're both leopards. They're all the same cats, dude. They just have different spots. <laughs> Can't we all just get along? let's get a hitchbot in here, it'll bring us all together.
1: Um <laughs> Yeah, right. we should drop Hitchbot into the Amazonian jungle, see how he does. <laughs> I am Hitchbot. Please <laughs> he comes out of the jungle <laughs> riding a a leopard. Please don't eat me. Sort. I will <laughs> tell you of middle-aged
0: <laughs> middle-aged kings. <laughs> Middle ages kings.
1: I All will right. tell you of Eli Whitney. I
0: will tell you of Eli Whitney and the Cotton Gin. Um I think you
1: uh, should interview Hitchbot on this oh show. Oh my
0: god. Hitchbot is the next guest host, dude. Frankly, <laughs> you're blowing this audition. Okay. Hitchbot's the next guest
1: host of personal. Oh, I'd words. understand.
0: <laughs> if we could get Hitchbot to be the guest host, it would be the greatest show ever. Alright. Uh the next, <laughs> the next <laughs> uh the next topic is gonna be games
2: here we go
3: Finish him.
0: so levi some big stuff happened this week we got packs coming up next week but this week was gen con which is for those who for those who don't know it's in Indianapolis it's the largest board game tabletop gaming convention in the country um second largest in the world i believe right behind Essen in Germany so big deal um and uh, one of the best board game companies in America fantasy flight games made a splash um we talked uh, a few weeks ago about the uh, XCOM board game, which was coming out. Yeah. Uh, so they, they, of course, had that there. It was playable. They also have some other amazing games that they announced at Gen Con, one of them being Star Wars Imperial Assault.
1: Did you hear about this? Yes. I'm trying to remember the... Co- I heard just the concept that was all that I... It was... Yep. Uh, what was it supposed to play like? Descent, basically. Descent, that's right. So...
0: The thing about Fantasy Flight Games is a few years ago, they got the Star Wars license for board games. So they have like an exclusive right to print board and card games and RPG games for uh, for Star Wars. So they've already taken advantage of that by making X-Wing, which is a a tabletop game where you fly an X-Wing around and shoot TIE fighters and that sort of thing. They made the Star Wars Living Card Game and they did the, what is it called? It's like not Shadows of the Empire, but um something else it, they made an rpg basically a, a, a pen and paper rpg but all the dungeons and dragons but in the star wars universe um so that was kind of their first splash and then this year they decided they're going to splash it even more so they start they do imperial assault and basically what imperial assault is is it plays like a game called descent and what descent is is basically dungeons and dragons in board game <laughs> form so what they did is, like, you're gonna get a bunch of miniatures. You're gonna get ATATs. You're gonna get stormtroopers. You're gonna get Jedi. You're gonna get all of these cool creatures. You're gonna get Wookies, and you're gonna be able to build a modular board and then play through that board like you're playing a D and D campaign, but with like really good miniatures and rules. And I'm so excited about it. I can't even. <laughs> this game is like. Just alone what comes in the box is so amazing. It's
1: themed around the Battle of Endor, yes?
0: Yeah, the first set is. I mean, th- th- speculatively, <laughs> they're going to be making sets for like everything. So like Hoth oh, is coming. Oh my goodness. Like, yeah,
1: it's just bottomless in terms of expansion. Death
0: Star expansion. Oh my god. Oh, that'd be pretty Oh my god. And then Episode Seven's going to come out and then they're going to be making games that are based <laughs> on that. And I'm so excited. So it's just crazy, dude! Like in the box, you get an ATAT. It's like an ATAT at <laughs> mini. That's awesome. Uh, do you say ATAT or do
1: you say AT-AT? I say ATAT, but isn't it ATST? Are the ATSTs the little guys? The AT-ATs yeah. are the big guys. Scout AT, uh, armored something scout transport.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. ATST. I get it mixed up. But so you get minis. You get like little modular boards. You get to big... Uh, there's dice. Oh my god, it's so cool. It's so cool. There's Wookies and there's Ewoks. I want you know, it all.
1: Descent plays it's one player versus everybody else. Everybody else. Yeah. And it's so,
0: basically like a DM, like the player kind of plays the DM. It's 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 also like Mansions of Madness if you've ever played that.
1: I haven't um, yet. I really want to.
0: Similar to similar to that, but it's all Star Wars. And then <laughs> on top of that, they said, well, that's not the only crazy, awesome Star Wars thing that we're going to be making and releasing at Gen Con this year. Um, we also have this... Uh, what is it? Where is it? I'm going through. What? Oh, Star Wars Armada! Star Wars Armada. So this is like taking their really successful Star Wars X-Wing uh, miniatures game, which can get super expensive because... Uh, you basically have to buy all the things, uh, they're all pre-painted miniatures and they're to scale. So while your X-Wing is probably like two inches by two inches, your, uh, you know, uh, uh, Millennium Falcon is like a big disc and like you have the Corellian Corvette, which is even h- bigger and like these huge, huge, they call them miniatures, but they're huge models. Um, so they basically took this idea and they were like, okay, if this is the case, we're never going to be able to make a, Star Destroyer, because <laughs> it's, it would take up an entire table, basically, yeah. if it's going to be to scale, right? And you'd never be able to make a Death Star because you couldn't make a Death Star to scale. But what they did is they just shrunk everything down to micro machine st- size, and then they created Star Wars Armada, which is basically building off of that premise, but you get a whole box full of little ships, including Star Destroyers, and, uh, and I'm just so excited about it. So you have that, yeah.
1: I, you know, I wasn't really impressed with the X Wing game because um, you know they're basically getting into a. You know, you you say it can get expensive. Um, yeah. But, you know, when you look at the larger field of tabletop war games, which is really what they're they're starting to mimic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's a pittance what some versus what <laughs> some people <laughs> spend yeah. on that. On um, you know, like Warhammer, or War Machine, right. Um, the Armada one, there's already Warhammer already has a spaceship battle uh version tabletop. I think it's called like it's not dreadfleet, it's uh something. Anyways, um you know I'm curious, but I already I've kind of staked out my tabletop game with uh, War Machine, so I don't think I'm really gunning for a Star Wars themed.
0: Well, I, I, and I don't really think that they're necessarily trying to bring over the tabletop gamers with X Wing. I think that they're trying to introduce the concept to new players,
1: to board gamers. Yeah,
0: and yeah, I, I haven't played it. I know that you are not you are lukewarm on it. I think Jesse played it, but he really didn't like it that much. I want to give it a shot. It's gotten a lot of buzz, and I don't know if that's just because it's a Star Wars game, but I am um, kind of excited. about it. I want to play it. And then they're coming out with a version with a new version of the game. It's based on the same system. Um, but it's Dungeons and Dragons and you're flying dragons around. So that's what? coming out as well.
1: Yeah. Wait, this is also, wait, this is Fantasy Flight? I,
0: I assume it's Wizards because they own oh. Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was but just, the,
1: I was, for a second I was like, wait, no. when did Fantasy Flight get the <laughs> rights to start doing D&D games?
0: No, but the system itself is, um, it's, super similar. it's, well, it's, it's a base system that is, has been used in a few games. So I don't think that it that the system itself is exclusive. Not to mention you can't patent or copyright game, yep.
1: game yeah. rules. You can't you can't patent super original things like board game mechanics. Right. But you, you can could, patent the hell out of episodic content.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um so anyway, these are two things. So first of all, you're going to get basically a whole land battle in a box uh with the uh with the star wars what is it called um star wars i just said it star wars oh fuck <laughs> star wars armada? imperial salt imperial oh, salt uh so you get the ground battles with imperial salt and you get a box full of of star battles and star wars armada
1: so cool so and at cool. some point, they will link those two together so that you're doing a space battle and oh a my land God. battle. It has to happen at the same time. It has. You to think happen. these are going to be playable at PAX? Same with XCOM. Uh, I mean, they've been.
0: Fantasy Flight has had a pretty strong presence at PAX, uh, especially recently. So I would if assume that is the
1: case. We are going to spend all of our time at the Fantasy Flight booth, like trying all of these games <laughs> well, guess with what, people dude? who aren't good at repping these games. <laughs>
0: Well, and then they they also released a new a new uh, a new module. I don't know I don't know if it's a module or what it is, but for the Edge of the Empire RPG system, uh, called uh, Force and Destiny. So they they're really expand they're they're taking advantage of this uh, Star Wars license and they're doing
1: it right. I just well, fantasy so flight excited. has so far a pretty good track record of. I mean, they're ambitious in a way that's probably. You know, it's not 100% altruistic, but they've they've done a pretty good job with, you know, even with pushing the envelope. I've been, did you read that article I sent you about the XCOM board game, like, explaining the app better?
0: No, I, I, I want to get to that. So, okay. we'll get to that. But, the, yeah, I mean, the, that's the thing about Fantasy Flight is when you think of Fantasy Flight, you think of one thing, quality. And it's yeah. consumer-level quality. Like, you're saying Games Workshop,
1: known for quality, but known for ex- so, insanely... up. I Games Workshop quality has been plummeting yes. since Jesse and I started playing.
0: <laughs> but but uh, but just in terms of what they were built upon. I mean, yes. they were the yeah. name in tabletop war gaming.
1: Correct.
0: And and then that fell away. It, not to mention, it wasn't consumer level. I mean, it was in the fact that you could go to your game store and buy it, but you had to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on an army to make it competitive. Yeah. Um. And. And it wasn't even like, I mean, I don't know. But was it like Magic? I mean, could you play casually? (laughs) Or did you have to really just spend a ton of money to even have any fun playing?
1: And even then, are you really having fun?
0: (laughs) So anyway, but but the thing about Fantasy Flight is, yeah, the games are going to be $50. But that's on par with a lot of other games out there. And you know with Fantasy Flight, it's going to come with a ton of components, and they're all going to be
1: awesome. And you just watch it on Amazon and at some point during, within the year, it'll probably be down 50% like one day, watch the board game subreddit. Yep. It'll go up and yeah, you can, you don't have to buy it the day it comes out. You, it, Those come down every now and again and I'm always like if it were if I knew more people to play board games with more consistently, if I didn't have a game store to go to that had them all just on the on the shelf, I would probably be buying more of those.
0: (laughs) Well, and then finally, dude, so there's a game now called Eldritch Horror, which my favorite game of all time is Arkham Horror. Very complicated. Lovecraft Mythos game. Um super complex takes a ton of time this is basically they were like okay that's a great game it, that's a game that is very popular even though it's extremely complex um so we're gonna make a little bit of a streamlined version of it they did that they called it eldritch horror and i wasn't really that uh excited about because i like arkham horror i understand the rules even though it's really complex i'm like well the, but that's the game for me right i like yeah. i like arkham horror but now they just came out with the new eldritch horror expansion Mansions so of Madness, Mountains you of Madness. No, no, I haven't. But I, I've sure? no, but I've I've heard it's. Uh, I've talked to people who played it. It's basically just streamlined Arkham. But uh, but yeah, the game is uh, Eldritch Horror, um, Mountains of Madness, set in Antarctica, uh, based on the you know Mountains of Madness story by H.P. Lovecraft, uh, which is rumored to
1: still be in development by Guillermo del Toro. But No, he dropped it when Prometheus came out because those are basically nope. the same he's,
0: he's been talking about it again. <sighs> so, Holy shit. But now that, now that you can go to Antarctica and play Mountains of Madison I think I need Eldritch Horror and I need this expansion.
1: You definitely need to play Eldritch Horror. I'm hoping that maybe we can get our hands on a on a game week from the board game rental at uh-huh. uh, PAX. I played it once um, here at a buddy at, at the store. Uh, bring it in. It's fantastic. It is Simplified but they give you, you know, Jesse's favorite word in D&D, like, there's a little more agency. Like, you Mm -hmm. are actively kind of choosing a little bit more about where you're going, what you're doing. You're given more choices. Spells have been reworked so that they don't just... uh... Now it's not just you succeed or you don't when casting. There's actually a range of effects, so if you, like, really blow out uh, the teleport spell, like you teleport where do you want to go and then you get another action because you've bent time and space to your will. (laughs) But if you fuck it up, I mean like the, the consequences are far more severe. Awesome. Um, It's just, it feels like you have more choice about where you're going. It's kind of fun that it's like the world stage um, that feels a little more similar to um, some of the HP Lovecraft. Like the stories were were pretty good. Like Mountains of Madness was one where it's like, that was an expedition to the Antarctic. This feels like you're going on expeditions to other parts of the world in a way that's unrealistic to the 1920s. But <laughs>
0: hey, man, that's like Indiana Jones style stuff. I mean, it, it yeah. harkens back to the serials of, of you know the, the, the 20s and 30s, which is cool. Yeah. Um so I'm excited about this. I would love to play this game. And then I I just want to give a shout out Battle Lore. They've done an app now that's attached to Battle Lore. Apparently they're really getting to the app space. Uh and Battle Lore is based on the same battle system as Memoir forty four, which is an acclaimed, acclaimed uh war game. Um but it's all based in uh fantasy land, so you get orcs and, and flying pegasuses and stuff instead of uh Mustangs and, and uh and Fokkers. So and
1: uh, hex base, which is always fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I want to play all these games, dude. I think Pax is just going to be game, game it's board be board games, board game heavy. I'm okay with that. I'm a okay I am A-okay with that. Uh, so yeah, tell me about, um, tell me about XCOM and the app because you watched that, uh, watched that uh, review.
1: Yeah. So I was a little bit nervous about how this XCOM is going to play. The best part about XCOM is that you know when you get into the cityscapes. And you're like, your guys are kind of on the line, you know. Um, you guys talked a little bit about the new XCOM games. They're definitely not as good as the classical ones, but I, you know, I got a big kick out of them. Um, when you play on the Iron Man mode, there's basically no going back. When somebody dies, you're screwed. <laughs> and, you know, I played through... <laughs> Is that the tagline?
0: When somebody <laughs> dies, what? you're screwed? Is that going to be the name of the the DVD copy that comes <laughs> out? God,
1: it should be. I had a, I had Jesse. I started Jesse as a sniper um, when I began the game, and he made it through three quarters of the game. So when I got when I downed my first battleship, and um, you start with four guys on the squad, which feels light compared to the older version, but it also speeds it up a little bit. It's, it so makes it a little easier to handle on the console. It definitely makes you feel a little more tense because you no longer can rely on numbers, especially at the start. So, you know, taking off in the game is pretty difficult. Um, but you can upgrade your, uh, your, your base to a point where you get six guys, which is, I think was a nice number by the end, but I got to a battleship. I lost everybody. It was down to Jesse, um, You know, Sniper all the way upgraded. Like, the upgrade system was fantastic. And it was one of those ones where it cleared the level and it didn't end, which meant that I had missed an alien, Uh which meant going back with just Jesse, (laughs) trying to find this fuck... And I got ambushed and Jesse died, and because it's Iron Man, it's like that's it. You're it's saving every action. Uh-huh. And then you're done. And it was so devastating, but so memorable. Yeah. Um, in a way that the computer one, if you can save every turn, or you can save before you do something stupid, you will take advantage <laughs> of that. It's very difficult to overcome that yeah. that need. So So how does it work um, in the board game? So the board game is actually taking it back to the the world management level. Um, It's from the sounds of it. It's a little bit like space alert. So the app, um, it's going to be like a web app and a tablet app, which has me a little worried, but in the same way that like everybody was like, Oh my God, the Xbox has to be online. That's the end of the world. If they had followed through with that, like the options, it really opens a lot of doors that are not possible.
0: Well, and I like that it's a web app, so you don't have to have a smart device. You could just do it online.
1: You anywhere, do on your computer. Any browser. The problem is that the app is required. Like, I don't think that there's any way really around that. So, right. you know, this is a game you're not going to play when the power goes out. Um, okay. but it's nice because it adds a timer. So you basically start getting information and then there's the commander. The commander is running the app. So okay. they're getting information and passing that along to the team. I think somebody's head of science. Somebody's, uh, what are the other roles? Um, you know, you have, like, a, a commander for the – there's a science officer. What else? are there? There's there's the squad leader um, who's keeping an eye on the skies, you know, running for uh, – gunning for, you know, alien spaceships. And there's four positions, and everybody's kind of fighting over money for the budget. Um, you're having to make decisions before you know outcomes, so, you know, what you're going to try and research. Um, you know, you're dealing with the panic and the so that's kind of I enjoy the space alert like limited time frame making decisions under under duress um and then the app is actually sounds like it works a little bit like a director um in the same way that I don't know if you ever heard uh left for dead had something under the engine that was called like it was called like the director and basically like it's giving you lulls and peaks in terms of activity uh-huh. So in Left 4 Dead, you'd get you know it'd give you some downtime between waves, but when it saw that you were in kind of a position that was defensible, it sends some zombies at you just to keep you on your toes. Right. Um or it would, you know, send one from a a different direction to kind of force you out into into danger. Um so this this app kind of mixes it up. If things are going super easy for you, the app will kind of up the difficulty. If you're really getting your ass kicked, it'll tune it down a little bit. Um, I'm hoping that it's not so much that it, uh, you know, you can't lose. Yeah, do, you don't want to nerf, the but game. but it doesn't hand you the win. Yeah. Um. So hopefully there is losable scenarios. It doesn't turn down that much. Um. But I'm really I'm curious. I definitely want to give it a shot.
0: Oh man, um, dude. PAX is going to be board game heavy. Yeah. So has well, this been all of our days at the fantasy flight?
1: Well, from my <laughs> recall in the past, like the booth is not that. Full. Well, but they've...
0: So they had a booth a couple years ago when they when they were first demoing um, Blood Bowl Team Manager. But I think in recent years, they've gotten their own room. So I think they well, generally have a they room. they got people
1: who know the game. Yeah. People who are social.
0: <laughs> hey, um, man. you you got a limited audience here. you got to take what you... Beggars cannot be cheap. <laughs> All right? Yeah, um,
1: there's probably not a lot of people gunning for the role... For the job of teaching... <laughs> Assholes, yeah. A game, this a complex game, and this isn't minutes. very
0: fun. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine they hear that a lot. Mm, I don't really get that anyway. Yeah, I love the judging. I love the judging. So, anyway, we got to play some board games. I'm so excited about what Fantasy Flight's doing—from Star Wars to HP Lovecraft to XCOM to they. I mean, they're doing it right, and they're just getting bigger and better, which is kind of scary to me. Um, so. Fantasy Flight, I'm excited. You better be a PAX. Um, all right, let's get <laughs> onto uh, Facebook Roundup. They they're listening. Um, <laughs> let's get onto the Facebook Roundup. Each week, uh, we say, "Hey guys, we're recording." We post it on our Facebook page, and then uh, you tell us what to talk about, and we talk about it. Uh, this week, I, I told them that uh, I told them, and by them I mean the listener, that you were going to be guest hosting. So hopefully, we get some stuff for you. Oh, Shmibo. good, to have it up. Um, first one here, Heath says, what if you were wrestlers? What would your characters' names be? Entrance music, babyface good guy, heel bad guy, and in a Levi-Jesse and Eric triple threat match, who wins and how the world needs to know? Oh, no.
1: Yeah. Have we ever addressed that question?
0: I don't think so. I mean, I'm, I was never into pro wrestling as a kid. No,
1: I mean the, who would win in a fight.
0: <laughs> I think that Jesse and I have talked about it. Cause like he thinks that I would win, but I think that he's scrappy. He's scrappier than I am. I have the size advantage. You've got the reach. I've got the reach. Huge advantage. But he's got the scrappiness. You know. So I I don't know. It's tough. I mean, you're done. You're out at the beginning. I think. I feel (laughs) like uh, yeah. I feel like you're the first one to go. I don't know about (laughs) that. I just sting. I mean, you don't have the size and you don't have the scrappiness. What do you have? What's your, what's your attribute? I don't see you guys running a
1: marathon. <laughs> so you're going to Muhammad Ali. You keep, Ali. You're you gonna... keep top, talking your panphy, man. Yeah. Let's, let's see you prove it on, on in something. You're going to float
0: like a butterfly and sting like a bee is basically what you're saying.
1: That's the goal.
0: Okay. So that means you're the butter butterball. That's your name. <laughs> you're the butterball. You're the butterbee. How about that? <laughs>
1: Butterbee's good. That sounds a little bit like a Pokemon, but I'll take it.
0: There you go. You're the Butterbee, and uh the uh Jesse's a scrapper. And uh I'll be um I'll be uh the the, the tall drink of water. <laughs> oh no, I I'll be the tall drink of slaughter.
1: I think you'd just be the wall.
0: Uh, there you go. I'm the wall and my tagline is the tall drink of slaughter. <laughs> I love it. Uh Walkout music. Uh anything you can fist bump while having a middle finger. Because I feel like that's what pro wrestling is about. Not that I feel I...
1: like the fist bump with the middle finger up mm-hmm. is something that needs to happen. Exactly. It's that definitely that could definitely become a thing. <laughs> I mean it's kind of an upside down fist bump. I'm like I'm doing it with my own hands right now, but I think it looks kinda Okay, maybe it looks a little bit like two penises touching, but what are you doing? If what? you fist bump with two middle fingers up, uh-huh. just do it. It's just a little awkward. It doesn't
0: look like that. Why are you Why are you putting your fingers together? Because both middle fingers are up. So you don't have to touch them together. You're pumping forward.
1: It's a fist bump, though. Are you doing, no, are a doing fist pump. down? A fist
0: pump, not a fist bump. Oh,
1: a fist pump. Fist pump
0: bump. No, we're pumping. We're not bumping. Get your mind out of the gutter.
1: (laughs) Well, that explains why that was weird and not for you. (laughs)
0: Levi's just Levi'd this podcast (laughs) by making it weird.
1: I gotta give everybody that Levi moment that reminds them why this was a podcast with you and Jesse. Nine times out of ten. 200 times out of... 199 times out of 200. There you go. Uh,
0: Next one up, we got Titus. He says... It seems the mighty monsters of the midway, my Chicago Bears, are playing your so-so Seahawks this week. Yeah, I know you won the Super Bowl, in quotation marks. Barely. (laughs) Well, this is for real. This is the preseason, baby, and it's all on the line. Hopefully your (laughs) offense doesn't embarrass that sieve you call a defense so badly. It may seem that we even have the 12th man out there. All right, all right. Uh, 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 I think he McConaughey'd that. All yeah. right,
2: all right.
0: <laughs> uh, in all seriousness, good luck this season, and hopefully nobody gets hurt on Friday. That sounds foreboding. That doesn't sound like he's actually hoping that that doesn't That sounds
1: happen. like a threat.
0: Hopefully no one gets hurt this Friday. Go Bears. Go Bears. Yeah, I think they're playing in Seattle. Um, So... Yeah, it's a pre. I, I have a hard time getting excited about the preseason.
1: I love how everybody playing the Seahawks in the in the preseason is like so, so jazzed. jazzed to yeah. beat. Like, so for the listener, I was here in Colorado when we absolutely destroyed the Broncos right. at the Super Bowl. Yeah, and the just the sadness, the pure sadness. I had my my Seahawks shirt at work the <laughs> next day, and I just hung it on the back of my chair. And after two hours, someone come up and was like, all right, I think you've had your victory lap. Like, truly saddened to see that that Seahawks flag fly. Wow. This. Wow! Like, they were just like, everybody's head was down. It was all like a, I was really hoping that was at least going to be a game. <laughs> and then when the, the, the Broncos played the Seahawks in the preseason, everybody in Denver was like, yes, this is our year. Like, everybody yeah. went apeshit. Like...
0: But that, you you posted that on Facebook, like literally, no one is really that jazzed about the preseason here in Seattle. Like, I'm sorry, dude, I'll give you the preseason victory for the Super Bowl any day of the week.
1: It feels like the Game of Thrones when Ned Stark is uh, talking with Jamie Lannister. And Jamie Lannister's like, "We should practice at some point," <laughs> and he says, uh, "You know, I don't, I don't practice with other guys because when I fight them or I don't spar with other guys." Because when I fight them, I don't want them to know what I can do. Like, that's... Of course we're not playing at 100%. Like, we well, chill. It's preseason.
0: Fun. Yeah, I know. It's preseason. I, I I think it's really funny. I'm excited Hopefully for the Hopefully nobody season. gets hurt. I think that Russell Wilson has been looking awesome this preseason, though, to, just to overreact to it. But he looks like he's playing on a different level in his first two years. So I'm kind of excited to see what happens there. He is playing for a contract this year,
1: so... I'm very curious to see how Peyton Manning does because I really thought he was going to retire after getting his ass handed to him. Mm-mm. And he's still around. <laughs>
0: still on good. I think he'll be fine. Dude, even if he loses 20% of his production, he'll still lead the league in touchdowns. Yeah. That's that's Peyton Manning. So I'm not that worried about Peyton Manning. Um, okay. Uh, Rolo says, Top five hot dudes for the ladies. Uh Hot dudes for the ladies. Uh, probably, uh, I mean, Aaron and Jim are number one and two.
1: Jordy, MVP at life. Number Jordy, three. MVP
0: at life, number three. Number four, Russell Wilson. And then number five, hot dude. Ryan Gosling? Come on, man. <sighs> Ryan Gosling, maybe top 10. Wow. Maybe top 10.
1: I didn't know you were so picky. I'm going Alex Trebek.
0: I think older, wiser.
1: Nice. Uh, What about um, uh, Frazier? What about Kelsey Grammer? Kelsey
0: Grammer. Are you joking? If you want to go for intelligence. He's not intelligent. He he played an intelligent guy on TV. I assume that's what he's like all the time. Alex Trebek is literally intelligent. That's his job. He's been doing that for 30 years. He got so smart that he had to shave his mustache off because it was holding him back.
1: Is he like Samson? With- He's reverse Samson. <laughs> He's reverse Samson with for, for facial that, that sounds like a sexual maneuver.
0: <laughs> the, the reverse Samson. You do it with two fists and middle fingers. Oh. Uh, Bobby Jones. I don't know what that means. Bobby Jones, Ice Bucket <laughs> Challenge. Does it seem messed up that people are opting to dump buckets of ice on their heads rather than donate to charity? mean that's the challenge right i mean that's the challenge right donate money or dump a bucket of ice on your head um i guess that is the challenge i got challenged i got i got to do it i, no, I don't know don't. i feel like it's fizzling you don't have
1: out to do it. i feel like it's fizzling out i feel like i got challenged at the tail end well other people are like other nonprofits are like oh do the ice bucket challenge for us i've started to see a couple mm-hmm. of those come out People have started being like, we're wasting perfectly good water on a very oh, dumb thing. Oh, come
0: on. You're dumping it on the ground where it gets evaporated back into the air. It's not like the <laughs> worst thing that could possibly happen to the water.
1: And uh, also, I think people are giving money and yeah, dumping buckets of ice on their heads. And head, it's, but it's, the whole idea is that it raises
0: awareness. That's the whole plan.
1: Aren't is we the- always just raising awareness? I think we're just tired because social media, we get bored so quickly. We're like, all right, got it. Everybody dump water in the head. That's cool. Let's move on. But don't also,
0: you. I did not know that Lou Gehrig's disease was ALS until the ice bucket challenge. I I knew I knew of Lou Gehrig's disease. I did not realize that it was called ALS. So in that very small way, I now know what ALS is. There you go. So and and also, I want to do it, but I want to do it my own way. I you do should my also special donate way. if yes. you're also
1: going to dump a bucket of ice on your head. Exactly. Um. So
0: do that, but <laughs> I, I don't think it's bad. Yeah. I don't understand the people are like this is dumb. I'm like, it's not, it's really not that dumb. It's a, it's become a huge viral thing. Basically got every celebrity to raise awareness for this disease that a lot of people
1: was not on a lot of people's radars. It's actually pretty smart. At what point though do you like, like I've picked my disease, like MS, <laughs> my dad has MS, <laughs> like that's it. the, that's the disease that I've picked to like when it comes to like the charity roundup. Uh huh. That's the one I go for. Like, are we really going to like all get into every disease every time somebody tries to send one of these things viral? Like, where do you,
0: that's your you personal the, choice. I'm just the line saying of caring. people know what ALS is, you know, I'm just yeah. saying, I didn't know what ALS was before the ice bucket challenge. I, I had heard of Lou Gehrig's disease, but I did not know what ALS was. If you told me, Oh, I have ALS. I'd be like, what is that? And you'd have to say Lou Gehrig's disease. So, it just in that just in that way i now know what it is and i don't think that's a bad thing at all um or dumb don't American think it's dumb um robert says My entire company is doing the Ice Bucket Challenge at 4 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow. I work at PetSafe, so I believe there will be a video online soon. Unrelated topic. Are you guys interested in the new DC shows like Flash, Constantine, or Gotham? I love Arrow, so I'm excited about all of these new shows. I am excited about Gotham. I'm very excited about Gotham. And uh, I'm so excited about it that it might become a little something something on the Bald Move Network. So that's a little teaser. We call that a teaser in the biz. (laughs) So uh keep your ear to the ground com about maybe something around Gotham happening very soon. Um but I am excited man and I like that they're on three different networks. You got Constantine coming out on NBC, you got Gotham on Fox, and uh you got uh, Flash on the CW. And I feel like they're all going to bring their own specific flavor to it. So but dude, I'll take anything Batman any day. Batman's the, <laughs> Batman's the fucking greatest.
1: I'm curious to see how Constantine does the movie. Um I've never read the the comics, although mm-hmm. I'd, I'd like to at some point, um, yeah. I enjoy the concept an awful lot, uh, even from the movie, which was you know the movie was so so, but like the con the core concept there is is pretty good. So I'm I'm I'll probably be watching Constantine and definitely Gotham, definitely um, Gotham. because n- nothing else that I watch is on TV right now. So
0: yeah, why not? It'd be crazy to well I'll watch I need it to on fill Hulu. out the fall. I'll lineup. I'll watch it on Hulu. So I'm not going to watch it live <laughs> anyway. Uh, Robert also says, FYI, I know my company's donating the money. For everyone participating, in case some of you listeners are missing the point.
1: <laughs> well, I think that's what Bobby Jones is asking. Are people missing the point? Because If they take the challenge seriously, the challenge is dump a bucket of ice on your head or donate. Right. So, But it's also just, just so people That's the know. question that people that have gotten a little, I think, uh, burnt out on it
0: yeah. have been. And I, I can understand people are getting burnt out on it. It's happened for like two weeks now. That's Internet's attention span is like four <laughs> days. I mean, come on. Yeah. Um, what else we got here? Maybe
1: we're just feeling left out because we haven't been challenged. I have been challenged. I got challenged no, by I'm Rob No, I'm saying Zip. we as in like me and Bobby Jones.
0: Well, that might change very soon. Don't do
1: I will donate.
0: <laughs> Finally, Amy says, I'm with Bobby. Uh, the original challenge was to donate $100 or dump a bucket of ice water on your head. Seems strange that celebrities are opting out to dump water on their heads. Most are missing the point of the challenge, it seems. Well i don't i'm not i'm not Who that does. worried about maybe
1: it. some of them are actually doing both
0: i'm and just pretty not... sure
1: most of them are doing both
0: yeah uh i don't know i mean charlie sheen released one today where he just dumped ten thousand dollars on his head he said i'm giving ten thousand dollars
1: yeah so that's great man that should be the real challenge dump the money on your head that you would like to donate
0: yeah well the david charlie sheen spade, challenge david spade said he's donating ten a hundred thousand dollars so he's putting that grown-ups movie to good use, grown-ups <laughs> movie money to
1: good use. I want to know how much Adam Sandler is going to donate. Yeah, the, Adam Sandler. He's, he got he's, I think he's bored. Yeah. He's like no. he's just
0: going to like uh Somebody
1: challenge him. Why do not you challenge Adam Sandler?
0: That's what, I'm surprised David Spade did not challenge Adam Sandler. Anyway. <laughs> uh so uh, we're going to get to recommendations but before we do I want to tell you about baldmove.com guys. So much stuff going on. At baldmove.com. That's our home, of course. But then, uh, great television podcast. We got True Blood right now. We got The Leftovers going on right now from HBO. We got Orange is the New Black, uh, going on, uh, from Netflix. Um, we've got, uh, Breaking Good. They are, uh, Jim and Aaron are going back and covering the first and second seasons of Breaking Bad so that they'll have the, the full compendium. So that's awesome. Um, and then, of course, there's the Because Show, the, uh, Lovely Ladies Down from, uh, Los Angeles, California. They are awesome. And uh, and then there's also Up Yours Downstairs, which is covering everything at Wardy. And if it's on PBS, it's on Up Yours Downstairs. So check it out, guys, baldmove.com. Also, get in touch with us. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. We are at the Bald Move Facebook page and the Personal Arrogance Facebook page. You can uh, find us on Twitter at Personal Podcast. You can send us an email at at gmail.com. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail at 360-362-0024. Uh, please rate and review us on iTunes, and uh, if you can't do any of that stuff, just tell a friend. Put an earbud in their ear and listen together while holding hands and staring deeply into each other's eyes. Wow. It's a beautiful thing. It's beautiful. And speaking of more beautiful things, Levi, what's a recco this week?
1: Oh, man. My top reco is uh, a book, a book recco called The Martian by mm-hmm. Andy Weir. Yep. It's really good. It's about a guy. He's on one of the first man missions to Mars. Um, I think he's on like the second or third. And a huge storm comes up. They have to evac, and on the way to the evac point, he gets um, he gets hit with a antenna, and everybody thinks he's dead. So they take off, and he's stuck on Mars um, in the habitat built for six people for thirty days, and he has to he has to survive four years until the uh the next mars mission arrives um and it's really good it's very you know if you like uh you know it's very sciencey he gets you know into how he makes enough water um how he's getting enough food to survive you know he breaks it down by the numbers um it's fantastic i'm really loving it
0: awesome it sounds like the hatchet but on mars Yes. (laughs)
1: Yes, <laughs> and the guys, the guy writing it is great. I, he kind of opens it with, you know, the opening line is "I'm fucked," <laughs> yeah, and he's got a nice voice awesome. to writing. So awesome.
0: Um, and then uh, my first reco, you kind of spoiled it, but it's going to be Snowpiercer, guys. If you have not seen this movie, watch it now. Yeah, the podcast is almost over. I don't care if you stop listening right now to turn on Snowpiercer. So do that. Seco reco.
1: Um, I'm going to go ahead and recommend uh, My Brother, My Brother and Me this week. Um, Mm -hmm. For those uh, who already listened to it but have maybe not caught up on this week's, uh, Justin McElroy is having a kid, so they've got a backlog of stuff recorded. Um, And this week was D&D with them and their dad. Uh, And they're doing fifth edition, which is really nice to hear. So um, it's fantastic. You know, those guys are pretty funny. And if you don't listen to My Brother, My Brother, and Me, just listen to that show. It's hilarious.
0: All right. My second record this week is going to be Jesse's birthday, guys. Jesse's birthday is Sunday. So uh, I wish him a happy birthday. shit. I'm going to be camping with Jesse this weekend, so hopefully we'll have some good campfire stories for next give week's a, show.
1: Give him a big kiss on both cheeks for me.
0: Leading right into packs, guys. So, uh, so yeah, Jesse's birthday is on Sunday, so uh, wish him a happy birthday. Uh, and, and tell him Eric sent you.
1: Happy birthday, Jesse.
0: <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for listening. Levi, thanks so much for uh, filling in as guest host this week. Uh, can't wait to see you next week, buddy.
1: Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we'll uh, cause some trouble. Let's pack it up. All right. Yeah.
0: And until next time, listener, remember that wherever you go, and whatever you do, please stay, stay, arrogant. stay arrogant. Michael McBride. <laughs>